there's billions and billions and billions of people in the world, but no one in the world has your fingerprint. happening before I got on this call. I think you would give me a hug right now. Seriously? No, I'd give you, I, I, I give you a hug before, after, and during. You okay? I'm good, man. Yeah, other than uh, uh, I almost ran over uh, 12 people in, in the carpool lane by myself. <laughs> I'm good. I'm Come right. on. Yeah, no, we good, man. <laughs> were, you, were, were you late getting there? Yeah, I was, uh, I just wanted to make sure I was on time, man. I had to show up for you, baby. Oh, stop it. You don't have to do that. Fucking love you. Love you. Love you. Hey, I, I, I pulled out the old school today for you. Little jersey. I wear this hat every day. Oh, I love you. You're the best. You're the best. I wear this hat every day. If there's other colors, I want to get my bed in early, boss. Oh, God. I got you. I'll hook you up. So I'm Tyrese. I'm super excited to talk to you. One because you've been a fan of of what I make. Uh, belly, I've, you wear our shirts, you wear our hats, you wear our clothes. You support our brands. So I get to do this series, which we've been doing for a couple of years now, and I get to talk to everybody from to, from Ross to uh, uh, Nipsey to Khaled to uh, up and coming artists like. Uh, uh, little key to sports. I just I had Warren Sapp. I got uh, Brian Urlacher coming up. I got so many fun people, um, actors, actresses, business people. And right. the series is titled Self-Made. And to me, it's all about, if I'm talking to you, it means you're already somebody. And so I don't care about that. What I care about is the shit you went through because that's the thing that to me inspires me for more, inspires other people to want to learn. Um, it makes people realize the mistakes they made and it's okay. Uh, I, for me, every day I fucking, I, I, I have horrible ideas, but that's how I get to the good ideas is by adapting quickly. Um, but it's called self-made Tyrese. And my first question as I ask everybody is what does self-made mean to you? Um, loaded first question. <laughs> uh, self-made is when you step out of the dream and you focus on making what you're dreaming and thinking and your visions and itself a reality. Um, hmm. People that get stuck in praying and dreaming and talking to people about their ideas and they don't have 12 bottles behind them that would have stayed in your head if you didn't have a team in place to help them to execute and implement the visions and ideas. Um, to me, that's what the definition of made. I mean, there is no avatar. So, you know, I pride myself on... Like, my Twitter name is Tyrese, but at the top, my signature says Vision Implementer. Mm -hmm. I pride myself on implementing the dream. There's so many people that dream and dream, and they talk about their dream, 
about what they want to do and what they see and um and then they may roll over and have a conversation with their wife or their girlfriend or somebody they dating and they be like oh, i don't know if i like that and it's like you know you have to you know believing in yourself is tied into self-belief and tied into narcissism and mm -hmm. you have to be so focused on what you're looking to do and accomplish that when people shun you or talk about you or they may laugh at what you see for your life and when you see it, being able to push through that, um, it doesn't matter what your net worth is. Self-made to me is, I may be worth $100,000, but I got all of my different visions and ideas out um, because I refuse to receive these visions and ideas that are very bold and very specific. And then you just kind of let time go by. You just kind of allow yourself to stay in this space of being stuck and not getting it out. Tyree, for free. Go ahead. Sorry. For you, when. Is that something you learned over time or is that something just instilled within you? Um, I've always been a dreamer and I've always been a specific dreamer. I dream beyond my reality. Um, and I almost at this point in my life, I look forward to people laughing or kind of saying, huh? You know, if you make the face like the, what, what, huh? If you make it, I know I'm on to something. But, but it's interesting because I can relate to that in, in the sense that I wasn't, until I was 31 years old, I had so many ideas in my head and I just didn't, it wasn't until I just said, fuck it, I got to pick one. I got to stop, stop talking about shit and just do it. And it wasn't until that moment where I just owned it that, okay, I'm on my way. Right. Does does that make sense for you? One hundred percent. You speak in my language, sir. Yes. And what was what for you? What was the first thing? What was your first moment of you know what? I'm gonna go do this. Well, I a bit of a long but a short story. Um, I, the first thing I ever did was a Coke commercial. It's how I on when I was 16. I'm 41 now. It's awesome. And, and for me, I was waiting on Ashton Kutcher to pop up for many years to say, it's not real. It's all fake. Um, I'm here to take the glass slipper. I hope you had as much sex as you could. I hope you bought as many jackets and clothes and things that you never thought you could afford or things you never thought you'd be able to drive. I hope you got it all out your system because it's over now. And what I realized is that I was in this, I was in this, I was waiting on it to end because it mm. was all be true. And I realized that the high and the energy of a rental car or a limousine that you may rent um, you're hanging out the sunroof, you're screaming, you're on your way to prom, you got your tuxedo on, and then when it's all over, you still have energy. You want to keep going, but you can't afford to keep going, and then you just see all this magical shit just go away.
and it feels like a rental car. And it was only when I realized that this is mine. I own mm. the my gift, my blessing, my vision. It's a life and lifestyle that God has blessed me with. And I never claimed to be the biggest star. And I've been around some of the biggest stars and you realize you don't want to be a star on that particular level because it comes with a level of isolation um, that's very suppressive and depressive because you can't just be Beyonce and say, I want to go to the Lenox Mall. You have to, you got to isolate. And so um, I was very blessed early on to get out of this waiting on it to end phase, like a rental car, like a limousine, like a glass slipper, and stepping into, this is mine, I own it, it's mine, not going anywhere. And there was a quote that my mentor and my pastor gave me that says, you're blessed. God will never give you something somebody else is supposed to have. God will never give you something somebody else is supposed to have. So it's mine. And how do you treat a car that you own versus a car you're renting? Mm. When you own it, you protect it at all costs. You don't let nobody get in your car with red wine when you got beige seats. You become protective of the vision, of the dream. Um, but when you feel like it's fleeting or it's just temporary, you don't necessarily protect it with business managers and lawyers and agents and people that are here to protect the dream. You don't keep them on their game. You don't keep them on their toes. You let them fuck it up because it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't believe that it's yours. So, so you tell me, so Tyrese, I, I was on uh, Lil Wayne's uh, Apple radio for Young Money, Young Money Radio, and he and I related on one concept, which is I have a fear, and he said the same thing, it's all gonna go away. That's what the drive is, meaning nothing's real and I gotta keep doing it. No matter what good happened today, it doesn't matter because tomorrow I gotta start all over again and I gotta do something just as good to keep it going. So. What do you tell people like me where you're literally saying the opposite? You own this. It's yours. It's not going anywhere. How do you learn that? Because I haven't learned that yet. Well, you learn it from having conversations with uh, fellow weirdos like myself. Um, iron sharpens iron. And I don't know what you're struggling with pertaining to I'm so blessed. I'm in this kind of space of, oh, my God, oh, my God, which is great. Like, there's a particular humility that comes yep. with, oh, my God, I can't believe it's happening. But at a certain point, you have to believe that it's happening, and you, yep. have, to go, you have to become very specific about protecting it. Whatever. Did, 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 did you have supporters in your life? that said, you know what, you want to do music, go fucking do it. You want to do acting, you go do it. Who've been there since day one? Yes, sir. I've had, I've had the honor. First of all, when I think about Ross, let's talk about Ross for a second. Maybach Music Group, MMG. Uh, I think about the singers that have been signed to him. 
the rappers that he's either discovered or signed. Um, and I look at that and I'm like, wow, other than him being the boss and being one of my favorite rappers who's got some of the best ears in the industry, for if he's going to rap on some shit, it's probably going to be the best shit you've ever heard. Um, I've never had a click, never had an entourage. I've never had a crew. I've never had... Um, I've never been in a setting that feels like Bad Boys with P. Diddy with 30 artists on the roster. It's always been me. And I often wonder how much further would my career be had I had the luxury of saying, I'm Rick Ross, this is Meek Mills, this is this, this is that, this is that, this is that. And I got all these goons, creative goons around me. And when I don't write my best verse, or I'm not recording my best song is because I have an artist that's right next to me that's writing and doing some shit that's way better than me and it makes me want to step my shit up. Don't you think though at the same time that to me that's the essence of what I think self-made is is the idea that you're making the decision it's all about you you're not relying on somebody else to decide if what you're going to do is successful or not, because you want, you're going to take the good with the bad. You're going to take it either way. But I would much rather experience good more often than bad. And when you, that when you experience bad is because you don't have a lot of sharp minds around you with the vibrations that will help pull you up. And so when you bump your head, when you say something, when you go viral, piss people off or make a mistake, you don't have the specific mentor and people around you that are say, yo, if you do that, if you say that, if you wear that, if you Makes release, sense. if you have this person doing this and doing that, then it's not going to be as successful as it could be. So you, it's like you, the plane takes off and you're trying to build the plane mid flight. And I, so, so I, no men, no, there was no mentor for you? There was no, aside from somebody you couldn't touch, if you know what I mean? I definitely had mentors around me, but I can't say that I had mentors around me that, that did things on the level that I've always intended to do them on. Got it. So whatever I accomplished, it feels and it felt like it took me that much longer to get there. Do you appreciate though, you know, it's, and I was thinking about today and I was thinking about talking to you because I, I self-analyze all the time. And someone recently said to me, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how many people have said I would I would never change a fucking thing. And I think they're only saying that because they're now successful. But in reality, wouldn't you change it if you could make it easier, if you can get there faster? I would change a lot of shit. I would put people in place. I would, I, I mean, I was just on the phone with Yvette Ross's manager and I'm like, where have you been my whole life? You know, just, yeah. it's just certain people that just got that magic and you feel like, holy shit, if I ever did anything with you on any level, then it would be at a particular level. And it's a feeling of like, you are here to pull me up versus always feeling like you're trying to teach and coach and feel Jackson every situation you're in where you're pulling everybody up. It's draining. It's very draining to 
to quote unquote be the smartest person in the room. If you know, if I, where, where, I, I, again, thinking about this conversation today, I think you're brutally honest. Where does that come from? I'm brutally honest because I'm allergic to bullshit. And, you know, there's, I think a lot of things happen for me typically when I became, I think a lot of things happen for me when I became a father. Because when you look at a child, I have two daughters now. When you look at a child, it's like, I didn't ask you and mom to have sex without a condom on to create me. And if I'm going to come into this world, are, are, you, are you bringing me into this world to have me living in the ghetto and be fucked up? Or did you guys map this thing out and think this thing out to protect me at all costs? Mm. And again, some people connect success to money. And when you make money, you realize that if you got money, which is cool, you were either born into it or you are self-made, it doesn't mean that you got your shit together. Mm -hmm. Okay, because we've seen people figure out something magical, make 20, 30, 40 million dollars, and they burn through it. Because again, the, the airplane takes off and they're trying to figure out what to do mid-flight. Where, where do you think the R&B side comes in for you? Is, to me, to, I'm, I'm, I'm just as an outsider, to me, that's another Tyrese. That's a different person. Do, do you see that? Do you agree with that? Um, yes. Um, I'm a very emotional dude. <laughs> Um, I'm a poet, I'm an artist, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sensitive. Um, and when you hear my loud, alpha, aggressive, articulate speaking voice, you may not even connect it to where I go musically and sonically with my R&B. But that's another side, you know? When you get in a boardroom and you're negotiating for your life, you have to put on one particular hat. When it's time to get in there, and say, there are gonna be people making love and having sex to my music. So I have to know what sex is. And I know what, I need to know the difference between good sex and bad sex, because if I'm having great sex in my life, then it'll be able to show up musically. If I'm trying to pull people out of a depression, I have to understand that I'm gonna, I'm gonna invade people's worlds. I'm gonna be in their earbuds, in their iPads, in their, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invade people's worlds. Someone's grandmother just died, who was the matriarch of the family. And musically, I'm going to be in your house. And I'm never going to physically meet you a day in my life. But my music, God willing, pulled you out of a depression, saved you. You decided, when I proposed to my wife, I'm going to do it to this song. When I made love to my wife for the first time and we went from having sex to making love, it was because this song and this album was the soundtrack of this beautiful experience. There's a particular responsibility that comes with what I do. 
And you gotta be specific and clear about that. When did acting kick in for you? When did you want to become, uh, take, take, take over a different side of you? John Singleton, rest okay. in peace, seen something in me that I didn't see in myself as an actor. And, um, you know, I was fully focused on my music my rental car, <laughs> uh, which was how I got in the game, singing on this Coca-Cola commercial. And then all of a sudden I have a record deal and I'm releasing songs, Sweet Lady and Lately, they're on my first album. Um, and I'm just waiting for it to end. I'm, I'm like, you know. It's not real. It's not real because yeah. it's all, it's all so unbelievable. It has nothing to do with anything that I grew up in and around. I, I grew up with an alcoholic mother of 27 years. Father was a crackhead, alcoholic, was very abusive physically towards my mom. He was a deadbeat, uninvolved, unaround, not around. I grew up in South Central LA Watts with every level of dysfunction there is. Crack, cocaine, bloods and crips, Latino, essay gangs, Mexican and blacks at war, um, police excessive force, murder brutality. I've seen multiple murders in my eyes. I've seen the worst car accidents. I've seen every level of pain and trauma and dysfunction. It was right there for me to see in plain sight and God's favor and covering in and around my life has allowed me to, for one, still be alive. And for all of the mistakes that I've ever made publicly, privately, it's all me just trying to figure it all out while I'm already in this airplane that's flying for the world to see. And you're in the air and you're like, oops, I didn't know if I said that it would piss people off or if I did that it would piss people off. You're just trying to figure out. I'm also a guy that don't come from a family of entertainers. I'm the only millionaire in my family to this day. I'm the I'm like an alien. I'm I'm one of one one. And there's a pressure that comes with God grabbing you from the back of your shirt and dropping you down into this thing called the business. No, it's what you're saying is in so many levels is just it's it's remarkable. It, and and I keep the, the questions are one, did you realize what you were living in? And you know what? I want out of this. I want to be different. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to see this anymore. Were you aware of that at the time? I was aware of it the whole time. My biggest was, will I die on the way to school? Well, I died by shooting because they're coming in the neighborhood to retaliate and they just want to kill somebody from this particular neighborhood that I'm living in. Are they going to drive by and somebody lean out the car with an AK-47 and wipe me and my whole family out? I lived it every single day. So I didn't know that singing was going to get me out. I didn't know that acting was going to get me out. I didn't know how I was going to get out, but I knew I wanted to get out. D d um, 
Do you feel a, a sense of responsibility for the rest of your family? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I'm not as close to my family as I would want to be um, at 41 years old. Um, you know, I, I, when you are one of a kind, when you're one of one, which has nothing to do with, oh, you're, you got money, you got certain materialistic things, oh, you're famous. I would want nothing more than to be closer to my family so that they can love and embrace and enjoy the fruits of this life and lifestyle that I live. But I've been burned, used, taken advantage of, manipulated. I've had so many negative things for my own family to happen. Um, and you have to get to a place where you say, I love you. I don't wish any harm on you, but um, I'm going to love myself enough to say that I don't want to hang out with pain. Well, Tyrese, what was the moment for you where you felt success that I'm, I've, I've done, or I don't even know with you what success means, but in the sense of feeling I've, I've achieved, I'm not here anymore. I'm someone different. Um, it's a really good question. I think I was so much more successful to everybody else than I was for me. Mm. And um, I would say that's because of the rental car thing I, I keep speaking to, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, you killing it, you this, you that, you know, you got people that Will, will constantly try and validate you or remind you of your own greatness of what you're doing and what you've accomplished. Um, but it took me well over 10 years for me to kind of like, you know, I'm sitting in a red chair right now where you kind of get in a chair and be like, oh shit, this is, this is, this is mine. Yeah. I love this chair. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, is somebody gonna come take the chair? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fine, wear it. You know, this is you. This is how you look. This is what you sing. These are your songs. These are your videos. These are your opportunities. Even if your biggest haters attempt to dig up all kind of goofy shit about your past, whatever. When God has your name on it, it's yours. If, if you had to choose a path today, if it was music or acting, what would it be? Just one. That's like saying, do you love your, your son over your daughter? I, I'm yeah. sorry. You can't choose. No, because. So when did, when did acting, so when did acting take such a secure hold in your life? In the sense, you know what, I fucking love this shit. Um, when I realized that I could act, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of us as rappers or singers are extended these opportunities to do movies. Um, and then you're looking at the movie and you're like, yo, you need to never be on another movie set in your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. 
you need to be done. You need to leave that shit alone. You got your dialogue memorized. You're sitting across from people. You're doing scenes. The worst shit I've ever seen. And I'm still a work in progress, but I definitely know with all levels of confidence that I could act. And I can go to a lot of different places as an actor. And I said this to Yvette that I may be a part of the reason that Rick Ross transitioned into this acting thing and not just be in the movie, like, oh, that's Rick Ross, the rapper, doing a cameo, like he's on the TV show Empire. But someone being able to say, whoa, 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 he really did his shit. Because if Rick Ross gave me an opportunity to bring him into this game called Hollywood and acting, the conversations that I'm going to be having with him on a set takes him out of these go-to places that he normally go to as a recording artist. Like, he shot a million music videos. This ain't a music video, though. It's something else. Can, can, you, can you appreciate the following? My 21-year-old daughter who's watching this knows you for acting. She wouldn't have any idea that you're in music. Can you... And if you th and I just thought about this. People today, the younger people, they don't even know you're in music. Is that I would is that a positive or negative? It's a positive. People that know me from movies don't know I've written two New York Times bestsellers. Correct. People that people that know me from movies don't know that I was one of the first exclusive male models for guests with the Marciano brothers with a multi-million dollar contract. Um, and so you say to people, you know me from what you know me from, and who am I to get frustrated that you don't know me from this versus that? It's all one Tyrese. It's all the same person. So whatever you're a fan of, thank you for being a fan. But I, I, I don't want to get to the end, but I have to give you props because it's very hard to break into many different areas. And, you, and, if, and when I think about it, you've been unbelievably successful. And there's not many people that have been doing music and acting and writing. And, and uh, you've become an icon, which is maybe you don't appreciate it, but it's real. Do, do, you, do you feel that at all? No, I don't feel icon. Um, if I am an icon to people, I appreciate it. Um, I got a lot more work to do before I could arrive at I'm an icon. So what's, so Tyrese, what's, it do you, you say? It was uncomfortable for me for many years for people to say you're a star. Yeah. <laughs> you are a star. And I'd be like, you know, who are you talking to? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, it took me a minute to kind of step it gets into. Back to the, it's the used car. It's the used car. Very insecure. Very, very insecure. I've never heard attractive, never heard handsome, sexy, sex appeal. I didn't know what taking great photos was. I never heard anything on any level as a kid. So one thing I knew is that I was funny and that everywhere I went, I was always the center of attention and that I knew how to disarm people and make people feel good when they're around me. So do, do you feel today that 
you are, you know, you are an actor, you are successful, you are, uh, you know, you are a star. Do you feel that? Or is it still, I got to keep achieving? I do feel that, but I don't feel like I'm an icon yet. What, what's the next goal? What's the next goal for Tyrese? The cover of Forbes magazine. And multi what's it going to say? I'm a multi-billionaire that, that is the chairman and CEO of Voltron Enterprises. And I have built a multimedia empire. And I have six CEOs under me. And I, I am the visionary behind in and all things moving pertaining to these particular ventures. I am Warren Buffett. I am a guy that identifies great companies and whether they're already very successful or not, once I put my energy on it, everything goes up. I, would, I, I, I wish I was around the company from the beginning but you got it off the ground. You've been at it for 10 years. There's another level. Uh, there's another level that your company could go to, and I'm going to be a part of taking your company up a level. So, so I want to ask you this. Do you, are you saying that because you wish someone had said that to you? Someone, if Warren Buffett or whoever's out there is saying, you know what, I, I'm going to back Tyrese. I get Tyrese. I see where he's going. I'm going yeah. to give him the wings to fly. Yeah, I wish someone would say that to me now. I have a lot of uh, my dreams and visions are expensive. And uh, there's a lot of people out here who don't have no visions and ideas, but they're worth $10 billion and they're waiting on somebody like me that can help them to, to say, well, you look, you can go buy another Frank Mueller watch. You can go buy the mega yacht. You got the Global Express on the runway in the Clearport. You got all this shit, but you don't have any ideas. You're just swimming in money. And so I need your money to help get these visions and ideas off the ground. And I've been praying for that particular person that says, holy shit, um, this dude has a thousand ideas. He's got ADD, ADHD, and the ideas are just flying. He's articulate. He's clear. He's a dreamer. He's got visions. He's got movies and projects and TV shows, whether I'm starring in them or not. I need your money so that I can continue to get all this shit that's in my mind out. And so everything that I could afford to do, I do it. Well, I think, uh, uh, um, keep talking, keep talking. I'm grabbing a drink. <laughs> it's Bel Air, right? It's Bel Air, Bamboo, or McQueen. There you go. Love you, Tyrese. It's time. It's it's time for mine. Hold on. I got a little Bamboo uh, XO and OG going on. So because I was as it, I was at Ross's house the past three days, and I got to see his beautiful old school Hummer camouflage with Louis Vuitton interior, his Chevy with Gucci interior, old school, his four or five or six or seven Bel Airs, old school, 50s and 60s, just gorgeous. Um, tell, what's your favorite car? Um, my favorite car right now is the car I own, which is, uh, I've always, uh, I've, I, I've probably had two dream cars and I've owned them both. I don't really have 
I don't really, I don't know that I have a car that I really, really want right now. Um, what were the two dream cars? First one was the Bentley GT Coupe. Mm. Two-door, all white with the beige interior, bird's eye maple wood, and the Wraith. I got the Rolls-Royce Wraith. Very nice. That's, uh, those are the two cars that I could say were dream cars for me, and I've been able to have them both. Good for you. Good for you. So I do, uh, <clears throat> I want to have some fun with you. It's 10 words, word association, one word. Just tell me one word when I ask you, okay? Acting. Denzel. Spotlight. Beyonce. Family. The Gibsons. Vin Diesel. The king of diversity and inclusion in Hollywood. Very nice. Music. My heart. California. Where I was born. Happiness. The Lord Jesus Christ. Luda. My guy. Success. I'm not there yet. Bel Air. I don't drink, but I love that you. <laughs> I love that. Last one, it's 11, but I got to ask Rick Ross. Rick Ross is. Resilience. I don't have one word for him. Resilience. Some of the best ears in the industry. Rick Ross will not rap on some shit unless it checks off every box. Musically, sonically, lyrically, the hook, um, the chords, uh, who's featured on the songs. He, uh, he has a career musically and sonically that I long for. Other than other than Rick Ross, I want to be able to say that I, I definitely got some of the best ears in the game. Um, and I don't tend to get excited about bullshit, whether it's my song or not. I I know a hit when I hear one. Very nice. Well, Ross, uh, shout out to Ross. He's my he's one of my closest friends, and uh, I love him to death. And he's he's just a good person. He's just a good person. But Tyrese, I want to thank you. Um, I learned from everybody I talk to. To me, it's it's almost therapy. Uh, you've given me inspiration. I, I can relate to you in so many ways. But I will say, the thing that comes to mind is, you know, you have like twelve or thirteen million people on Instagram, which is is nuts. And listening to you is is your honesty uh, is so I I. I want to be like you. I, I hope I can achieve that. And you're at a different level. But at the same time, I hope your fan, I, it's your fans that appreciate that honesty. And it's everybody else who doesn't know you well enough to understand where that comes from. And I think that's the big difference. Um, but God bless for people like you, because uh, it's, it's real and it's raw and, uh, and this is why you have fans, is 
fuck everybody else. Your fans love you and, and don't change. Uh, you've got everyone's support. Don't change. Um, but I want to thank you for the time you've given me and for everyone else who's trying to achieve something special in life. Um, uh, Tyrese, you're awesome. You're awesome. Hey, man, uh, God bless you. And it means a lot. Um, you know, my, my mother taught me early on that you should make someone who gives you a compliment feel like an individual experience. Oh. Um, you may be a model, you may be an entrepreneur, you may be in the tech space, or real estate, or in your world, uh, a connoisseur of alcohol brands with beautiful bottles and um, a particular taste uh, that, that, that speaks to a level of opulence. Um, so it means a lot coming from you, sir. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't know if this is over. I'm down to keep going if you want to keep going. But I, I will say this to everyone that's tuning in. At this point in my career, I have this overwhelming sense of feeling like I want to give it all away. Um, and what that means is you got some people that do charity and they say, I got all this money. How do I give it to people and make a difference and help them with their needs? I'm one of them people that says you have the soft, kind of sweet, nurturing approach to building people up. The people that have changed my life have been very raw and real and harsh and unapologetic. Um, I just hope that people understand that I pray and I pray hard and I married a woman named Samantha who is enamored with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of family. I know a lot of people, but I keep my circle small and I really do think of myself as a gift. And when you have a gift, you don't try and give it away to everybody or allow for people to come too close to your gift because you care, you want to take care of people, you want to build people up. And some people would just listen to the best advice you can give and then they don't do shit any different. So for the rest of my life, I just need you guys to know that I am in disbelief that my life has been so blessed and been so blessed for so many years. So anything that I can say and do that can get you off the pity potty, mm. out of these dark, depressive valleys where your mental, emotional, spiritual, and psychological warfare is in the front seat of your car that's stopping you from pushing through. I just want to serve as an example that everything that I've been through privately and publicly should serve as an example that if you decide to minimize my success to just being talented, 
There are people out here that can act circles around me, that can sing circles around me, that's got bigger houses and bigger net worths. But I am one of the baddest motherfuckers on earth when it comes to willpower, determination, ambition, and focus and drive and this resilience to push. And I've taken my pains and my traumas and all of my stuff and I use it as fuel. And I would say to you, I got love for you, but I will knock your head clean off your shoulders if you try and get in the way of what God is doing in and around my life. Clear about it. I don't do goofy shit. I don't care what you're worth. If you have nothing to do with the energy, the vibrations, and where I feel like God is taking me in my life, in my career, I will run you over and get rid of you unapologetically. Some of you guys that are looking at this interview right now are at home. And the reason that you are still stuck in that place is because you do not recognize the power of individuality. Mm -hmm. Not recognize the power of saying there's billions and billions and billions of people in the world, but no one in the world has your fingerprint. Mm. No one in the world has your mind. No one in the world has your heart. You are one of one of one of one. If you continue to think and believe that you're like everybody else, what is everybody else wearing? What is everybody else saying? What is everybody about? What does everybody else's wife look like? What did, motherfucker, why do you keep talking about what everybody else is doing? That's right. If you get caught up in what everybody else is doing, you continue to get off your mark. You're robbing yourself of making your statements. Correct. Bring your own individuality. I can say to you, and I just met you via Instagram, you're a weird motherfucker. <laughs> that's your gift I'm a weird motherfucker I know it I'm clear about it and I've embraced my weirdom and I'm unapologetic about what I'm doing and when God sends me these visions and ideas he trusts me with them because I'm not going to let nothing and no one get in the way of getting it out so you got that book you got that script you have that idea, you got the documentary, you have the clothing line, you have the perfume and cologne line, you have visions and ideas in the tech space. Do what you need to do to get those visions and ideas out and be exactly. That's awesome. Tyrese, I really, I appreciate it. I think you're, you're, everything you spout is, is I, I, I relate to, it's hard to, it's hard to be secure in your own skin. It's hard to talk in your own voice. It's hard to find your own voice. Um, and I, I hope my whole goal with this was allowing myself and others to find their own voice, to be able to, to, to try things, to make mistakes, to do better, uh, uh, to be weird. That's the best part, to be different. Uh, own yourself uh, and go after it. Um, own skin. Exactly. But I thank you. God bless. Stay healthy. Um, 
Uh, keep wearing the hat. Love you to death. I hope I see you again in person. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. Thanks, Tyrese. Bless you, my brother. <laughs>